episode 1067 in this Irrelevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Uh, Jamie's out today. We don't know why she's out, but she's out. She's playing hooky. Derek is out because he is in D.C. today doing his Ownership is a New Black event, which is an amazing thing he'll tell us about when he gets back next week. Um, so sitting in, we're excited. Our friend from Social Club Misfits, Marty. Second string in the building. Shut up. <laughs> now, Sixth okay, man Marty, of the year. Sixth man of the year. You're, you're the Cole Anthony uh, the, of the, the Cole Anthony on the Orlando Magic. You're the Cole Anthony of our podcast. Here we go. Okay. Um, Marty, you're... You're not in Miami. What's going on? Not. I moved. I moved to California where the taxes are sky high. And I just love paying taxes. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love waiting two hours in traffic. That's yesterday. I went 30 miles uh, and that was one hour and 47 minutes. It was like this much on a map. Uh, I love making my life uncomfortable in every way. I just, you know, feel more like. Christ-like. We were talking. We were talking before the show, and it's like I feel like the Social Club Misfits brand is Miami. So like you're a California resident now. This is like I, I don't know how to like make sense of this. You, you know what it is, man. Um, I think that uh, where I am, I guess in California, it's a very diverse area, and for Miami, Miami is very diverse. So I think as long as I have Latin people. And like Italian food in my vicinity, I will, I'm good. I'm good. That's all I ask for like in life. I'm like, God, I just need Latin people, diversity. Um, and I just need some Italian food and th- plant me wherever God. That's why I could never, I, you know, like it's like uh, we went, we drove actually cross country from Miami to LA. Wow. And we, uh, I don't know why in Oklahoma, one of these like states, we got like spaghetti meatballs. If you've ever seen the end of like Goodfellas where he's like, I want spaghetti meatballs that give me ketchup and noodles. And I was like, that's what I've been experiencing <laughs> on the road. Cause America by large, I would, this is a hot take right here, but America by large has the worst food. I think, right. I mean, it's just it's fast food or it's like, there's a bike on the wall on like a, you know, everything's like a TJ Friday's vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like, like think about it. A lot of our American style restaurants, yeah. Cracker Barrel, it's crap on the wall. TJ Friday's crap on the uh-huh. wall. Claim Jumper, another one, just 1940s crap on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, like every, so there's a lot of that cross country. We went a lot of places like that. I went to, uh, I was in Tulsa and a friend was like, oh, I, I can't wait. I want to take you to this great new sushi restaurant we just got. And I was like, I'm not flying from Florida to Tulsa, yeah, Oklahoma one, yeah. to eat sushi. That fish had to go a long water? way. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah the, <laughs> right. the, the food in the middle of the country is different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little different, but I will say California has some of the best food. And then obviously I think Florida to me, Florida, anything on the coast is the best food. Marty, ever. I do have a question because every time I talk yeah. to someone in California, I feel like in and out is this huge source of pride, right? And, and I think part of it, <laughs> it is, is mainly because it's exclusive to California. It might it might be slowly expanding east. I, I don't know. But either way, yeah. it's it's like a California brand. The first time I had it, I was dramatically overwhelmed, right? Underwhelmed. Like, <laughs> Under. uh, underwhelmed or over? Very underwhelmed. Like, yeah, under- like okay. I mean, it's it's a burger and fries, right? Like, nothing yes, it's special. It's worse than five guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, oh, it, it is several notches below. 
five guys. Be careful, <laughs> guys. Is. I know. <laughs> Saying that out loud. But as a new, but <laughs> you articulated what I want to ask you is like, yeah, you know, talking about the California food scene. Why is it they're so protective of of an average fast food, pretty pretty plain burger? What what is what okay. is this like? It is like. You ever meet someone who their identity is totally wrapped up in like who they vote for or whatever, or their, what mm, kind of car they yeah. drive or, you, yes. you know, like, you, you know, the, the, you know, all of a sudden they're wearing like Chevy shirts every day and just like, oh, this, this is Chevy now. <laughs> Don't say anything bad. They're wearing, they're wearing 13 line shirts everywhere yeah. with the American they really flag with the blue the, line in they, it. I get it. I know you're cooler. going with this. They're wearing Yeti gear all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you say yeah. one thing about a Yeti, you know, really could survive a bear attack or, you know. There's really no need to own a <laughs> you know, hydro flasks are pretty good, you know. Yeah, you know, there's real no no reason to own a five hundred dollar cooler. And you act you act like they act like you insulted their mother or something, right? Yes. I get the same vibe. Anyone in California, if I just yeah. I don't even have to disparage five guys. I just no, if they don't no, hear me actively singing its praise, or yeah, yeah, in and out. If I'm not actively singing its praise, it's as if I personally insulted them. Where does this yeah. come from? Yes. Here here's why. All right. First off, the best way I can explain it is like going to Atlanta or one of these, uh, the Southern Bible Belt and saying, I don't like Chick-fil-A. Uh, it's like, it's just chicken. You know, it's like, it's just chicken. For us, it's like, it's more than just chicken. It's really good chicken, you know? And I think that for California, the burger that everybody grew up with, like the original burger was the In-N-Out. And so for a lot of people, that was just the standard of what a burger was. And then, um, you know, they're Christian. So you look in the bag, it's like John 316. Like there's little things that just attribute to that culture of it being like a better burger. And then also think about this. What other burgers are there? There's not really a but, but lot here, of five guys the, out here. Here's the thing. Like I grew up eating like McDonald's burgers, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that, that, was, that was, you know, but if someone was like, hey man, McDonald's burgers are gross. Like, okay. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like just because I grew up I eating them, I, I don't. Again, I'm not. I'm not criticizing anyone from California. I'm just saying you guys need to lighten up about it. I get it. I, it th here's the thing. It's like if McDonald's was exclusive to your area, you'd probably be like, "It's it's our thing." That's I think that's See, how they think about it in their way. And, and, and Marty, being like, a Californian for 14 whole days at this point, can speak with authority yeah. about California. Yeah, yeah, well, I've asked that same question, Jesse. You're not alone, Emily. You guys have a valid concern <laughs> and I believe it. I think that it's funny because like in and outs is the type of place where you have to adjust the burger yeah. to be like, you can't you do animal menu. style. It's just too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's too much to do animal style. It's like, oh, stuff in it. You just need to do classic with a little extra cheese and that's it. But I will say that um, they are very serious about it. The, there is no matter which in and out you go here, there's always a line, always line, yeah. always never a line for Chick-fil-A. And um, but you know what there is a line for all the time is um, what's the other uh, canes? Mm. There's a canes now right yeah. by our house because I'm right next to like Disneyland and all those, you know, in Orlando, Cam, Cam you know, like ev there's a, a sizzler still in Orlando next yeah. to Disney. Anything that possibly could be next to Disney will be. And so like um, canes is huge here, too. They really protect canes. They don't they don't protect Chick-fil-A. They don't protect it. But. You tell someone hey, which is better, Canes or Chick Fil A. A lot of people are like Canes is way better. Did you see? So did you see that Post Malone opened a Canes in Utah? I did see that. It's like it was like all yellow or pink. Yeah, or he something designed. It was like one color. He designed the entire Canes and the and it has That's like so cool. Yeah. And he put like his memorabilia in it, like like a Hard Rock Cafe or something. It's like you can go yeah. to yeah yeah a random. They put Canes. crap on the wall for him too. <laughs> exactly. See, but you know, yeah. it, it's funny because like in Miami, 
they have we have like a dj khaled has a restaurant it's the same thing like you go there it's like the history of dj khaled it's like going to carl malone's car like car uh car dealership and it's like the history why do i need to see the history of uh, carl malone you know like there's all these different things where people want to put their childhood it's like dj khaled he's djing with his shirt off at 12 years old when you go to his restaurant it's weird i don't want to see that you know what i'm saying so i did not know this existed and i am gonna go to miami specifically you don't want to go there you will get shot i want to go there's like a shooting there constantly do not go to that area oh um yeah it's not it's like in liberty city it's by like uh, where the old uh rich wilkerson jr's dad's church is uh-huh. which is like really like in the middle of like little haiti around, you know what i'm saying like uh, tootsies is like the only thing next to you i was gonna say around the corner from the world's largest strip club exactly right yeah yeah so yeah yeah uh-huh. it's like a mall it's a strip club mall you get to choose it you know it is really you're driving to church and yeah. you're going past the world's largest strip club it is enormous yeah 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 that's how i'd get friends i'd be like hey it's over here and they'd be like where i'm like it's by tootsies oh cool gotcha but we right there in 10 minutes like yeah but like afterwards you guys want to grab a quick drink i'm like we just left church they have great how wings yeah. right right next door oh my god they've got a full buffet we have a great show in store for you today coming up later we talk to arizona one of our favorite bands they have a new album coming out today look at how timely that is uh, arizona's coming up we also have your feedback at the end of the show uh but stay tuned up next it's relevant buzz to babe rainbow the song is super ego i think you have to have a super ego to call you and your friends a babe rainbow season four of the chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in amazing did not disappoint flurry of emotions it was powerful heartbreaking uplifting you have got to come and see it it is a message for everybody i highly recommend that you come out and see the chosen season four Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. All right, Emily, tell us what's happening this week at the intersection of faith and culture. Okay, first things we got to talk about is it has been a rough couple weeks for the porn industry. Thank God. Um, <laughs> they. <laughs> I didn't expect this. <laughs> There's no easy way to transition into this, so we just got to. I get thought you were gonna it. say the president, the ex-president. I didn't know you were gonna go with this. Okay. Hey, say for the little ears, parents, parents all over the country are yeah. turning the, the sound down in the car right now. The yeah. corn industry, yeah, corn. Yeah. No, uh, a prominent anti-pornography organization um, who has had some success over the last few years. Like they, uh, it's the National Center for Sexual Exploitation. They've been behind. Um, the ban on Instagram or Instagram banned Pornhub and they helped campaign for that. They helped lead support for Visa and MasterCard suspending card payments with MindGeek, which owns Pornhub. Um, and now they have their sites set on Reddit, um, which is 
like one of the world's largest platforms for pornography. The site has literally like thousands of subreddits just dedicated to adult content. And they faced a lot of issues over the years with images being spread, um, specifically non-consensual images being spread. Uh, and so uh, this organization, they just want to go after Reddit and uh, they are advocating for stricter policies. And eventually they've said that they would like to um, have the platform ban users who upload any adult content like that, especially if it's, you know, specifically pornographic. Um and so has Reddit you know, responded like has Reddit acknowledged the push? Reddit hasn't responded yet. Um, they have, you know, this organization wrote a letter. There was like 300 people that signed it that said that they were going to start advocating for it, um, which, like I said, they have a pretty good track record. So, yeah, if I do. was Reddit, I would pay attention to this and um, be aware of what's yeah. happening. What else is going on in the porn industry? You said it was a bad week. Oh, yes. Um, so on top of that, uh, Utah has enacted an age verification law in the state where um, if you want to access adult content, you have to um, verify your age. And it's up to these websites to kind of do their due diligence and confirm that that person is the age they say they are. Well, the way Utah works, they don't have like a digital wallet. And so it's actually really hard for these sites to confirm it. And so Pornhub has actually said that they are just stepping away from the state and that they are no longer, you wow. cannot access their content if you're in the state. Um, so if you try to go to it, there's like a, uh, and all the mind geek sites, up. like all of them. And they're, and they're yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah. company. Yeah. So right. is anybody in Utah? Can you verify it? I'm just kidding. Don't do <laughs> but, but I mean, that's, that's cool. I mean, like good. How, how can you block a whole state? But they, it's already happening in Louisiana. So Louisiana oh, wow. uh, did the, the age verification thing last year, but they have a digital wallet. So those sites can comply, but Utah doesn't. So they don't know how to confirm identity with like physical mm -hmm. ID cards. And so they're like, we're not going to get sued. So on their IP, they just blocked all access from the entire state of Utah. So porn is leaving Utah. I'm just, I'm interested to see like Louisiana started this, Utah followed suit. I'm interested to see how many other states like start enacting these laws to keep minors off of that content. And Mm -hmm. throttle this industry you know it feels like it'll be like getting tighter and tighter you know yeah. and harder to access that stuff so good it's a scary it's a scary place right like right like years ago i mean i would hear stories um from like survivors that were like i didn't even know that this was posted about me wow mm -hmm. or like stuff and so like i think that that was also like the the first move was a lot of stuff that was being uploaded wasn't being curated or something i don't, I don't i'm having <laughs> looked at porn in years 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 but i think about like yeah that's kind of a scary thought like you're you could be seeing someone being actually sexually assaulted you can mm -hmm. see someone yeah. actually being abused and not know it and they don't know it and that's really dangerous that's extremely crazy or that girl's being trafficked and there's a lot yeah, of that yeah where yeah i mean that was one of i've heard that story there's a guy actually i always see ads for where the guy's like hey like if you're struggling read the stories and he would tell a story about how one girl um, was trafficked and that's how they actually found her. Her mom found her by going on these sites and wow. like finding her face. Wow. And then they like end up rescuing her, but she was trafficked by an ex-boyfriend and it's really dangerous, scary stuff. Like that's like dark web, evil, demonic stuff, right? That's scary. But that's mm -hmm. the stuff that's actually becoming more and more mainstream. And that's why these organizations yeah. are starting to go after the entire industry because it's like, we got to cut off these platforms, you know? So that's good. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause like the, I feel like 
you kind of mentioned it, Marty, like as the internet was getting more popular and things were spreading more, like it was almost like all these things were happening and no one was prepared for how big of a problem it would get. And so now years later, it's like we've been hoping it would maybe not correct itself, but just something would happen. And now it's like these organizations are stepping in to say, okay, well, we're going to do something about it and we're going to like implement these policies or try to help implement these policies and these laws. To, well, like, I mean, think about what the, this, this organization is brilliant because they're going after the money first. So they went after mm. credit card processors being like, Hey, you yeah. don't want to be associated with illegal activity. So they, so MasterCard was like, yeah, we're out. No mind geek websites. You can't transact. So you cut off the money supply. That's number one. Number two, they're going after at the state level legislation to like make it more difficult to access that content. And so they're coming at it from all the angles and now they're going after Reddit. So, you know, good. <laughs> like go for it. Yeah, yeah go, for, go it. for it. All right. What else is going on, Emily? Um, so we've something that we've been keeping an eye on is um, a lot of news publications are shutting down recently. So uh, just this week, MTV News announced that they would be shutting down earlier this month. BuzzFeed News announced they would be shutting down. I, I kind of feel like the news is. Oh, wow. I kind of feel like the news one on this is MTV News was still around up until last hey. week. <laughs> Listen, yeah. we, honestly, Jesse, you read my mind on that, bro. I'm sorry, I got to Kurt Loader, he's 83 years old. You I know, miss Kurt. Like, what was Serena Outrell? Was that her name? Serena Outrell. Remember her? Something like that. Yeah. She, fun fact. Remember, you guys remember Serena Outrell, the the old uh, MTV News reporter. And I think she's when I think she's gone on. She might have been on like she might have been a 60 Minutes correspondence for a little while. Do you know she, this is just a random piece of pop culture trivia? Did you know that she's okay. in uh, the fight to your right? Fight for your right to party video from the Beastie Boys in like the eighties. Really? Yeah, <laughs> no way. Yeah, what? yeah, just a little, little nugget there. Well, what what was little, she just in the background? I think they like. I think she's at the house party and she like dances with one of the Beastie Boys. Again, if you're at trivia night and for some reason it's what <laughs> former MTV VJ is in Fight for Your Right to Party, <laughs> you're welcome, world. But 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 to Emily's Emily's thing is it's not MTV news that we're talking about. It's <laughs> it's all these digital media and digital news platforms that follow yes. or cover our our beat our lane our age like mm -hmm. who else who else has shut down like recently yeah, so it's like a string of them mtv news buzzfeed news vice was in trouble for a while but they sort of got i think they're okay but, now no vice feet vice 100 percent filed for bankruptcy last week and then a, a, oh, wow. an investor group swooped in and bought them for pennies on the dollar so vice mm -hmm. will live on but vice news yeah. got shut down so they shut down their wow. news division. BuzzFeed News got shut down. BuzzFeed News. Uh, uh, Gawker News. shut down a couple months ago. Mike shut down a couple months ago. So it just all these like yeah. digital pop culture platforms are just, they're losing funding. And they're, um, you know, I, I think a lot of them, they started off just slowly downsizing. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, there's just, there's nothing left for us here. And so they just shut it down. Um, but it, it is like within the last few months. Mm. I watched a conversation between the founder of BuzzFeed and the founder of Gawker and da, 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 and they were talking about the shift in digital media right now. And they're just like, I mean, because there's an audience for it. I mean, this is the thing. It's like, why can't you figure out how to create content for an audience in a way that's sustainable? You know what I mean? But they were talking mm. about the fact that around 2012, they were like, you know, Vice especially, BuzzFeed especially had all this momentum of like, we're reaching the next generation. And so all these legacy media companies and investors poured billions of dollars into these companies. And then 
The bill comes due five years later. These investors want to make a return on their money. Vice in their 23 years has never once turned a profit. So it's like they knew how to spend money, but they didn't know how to make money. And so now that's mm. it's just not sustainable and they're all shutting down. And they all, all these founders, 100% said, hindsight's twenty twenty. We wish we just grant, we grew more organically and slowly and we didn't mm. take the money to speed it up. And so they regret like taking the big checks because they couldn't pay the debts, you know? So anyway, I think it's, wow. it's sad because it's like, it's creating a void. Like what's going to fill that void, you know, like covering the scenes that, you know, the music and the culture that, you know, our audience is into. It's like, who's going to step in, you know? So, you know what though? Like for the most part, I mean, when's the last time you've heard it exclusive from those websites too? I think that a lot of these new sites are just regurgitating from a bigger platform. You know, it's like sites like, uh, like shade room or sites like, you know, which is just basically on, on Instagram. Yeah. They're, they're where a lot of people get their news from academics, you know, shade room, com even like, uh, you know, complex, maybe not on their website, but complex, um, on, on Instagram, yeah. you're getting info there on IG. You're not really even going to like, yeah, no one's back in the day. It was a big deal for, especially for musicians. Like, um, two dope boys, all those big websites, you know, Cam, all those sites yeah. that we all, all the, all these sites that started, they would launch careers. Yeah. And then after a while, like they were bought out and then people didn't trust them. And it's, right. it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's inevitable. I, it, well, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, partly with the advent of like social media where anyone can be, a, you know, a quote unquote journalist, right? Reporter, like it's, yeah. it's, it's it, and you know, an average person opinion, you know, I think people are finding, is a lot of times just as valid as like a professional critic, right? So those voices have become less valuable. But I do, th I, I don't think like big report journalistic institutions like the Associated Press or the New York Times, or I don't think they're going anywhere. To your point, Marty, I think more people will like aggregate them. But I think, yeah, some of the more niche stuff is just being absorbed by people who mm. honestly, like I said, their opinions sometimes are just as good or just as valid as some of the pros, you know? And, and two, this is a little bit of a lesson for anybody in our audience who's entrepreneurial and they're starting their own thing mm -hmm. and they have big dreams. It's like you think in the struggle years that it's like, man, if I could just get an investor and get that check, it would solve everything or it'd fast track us. Hindsight, if you can keep your own ownership and you don't have to owe anybody else anything or give it away, like it's ultimately, it keeps you more nimble. You could adapt to changes in media. You can adapt to changes in technology a lot more easily if you're nimble but if you've like like vice man they're just like they just grew so big that they they have too many people with their hands in the pocket and it's like it's not sustainable yeah. you know so i love vice too that's the sad part i love i think that they i just saw a documentary last night about the yakuza on the vice i'm like i never i would have never seen this anywhere else yeah. so they do have i mean they had an office in miami that was huge yeah and one of my buddies, uh, Juan, he was going to work for them and, and they had a lot of money for him, but they closed down. Like they just closed down very Dude, quickly. the Vice yeah. story is crazy. Like we've been following Vice for years because I mean, honestly, I was I was pretty jealous. I mean, they started when we did and and this guy had the Midas touch, but I listened. Mm. This is proven. So this isn't, you can't sue me or whatever. This is proven. It's been documented. But they had this big Brooklyn office and it was like, look how cool we are. We're in Williamsburg. And they, they would like, he, the founder, would go say to other brands and investors like, hey, we are reaching. We are the main way to reach the next generation. We're the influencers. Mm. And so he would like in their office, it was all about image. And so what he would do is he would literally hire 
hipsters and cool influencers from around Brooklyn to come hang out at the vice offices and like fill it in, make it energy cool. And then he would walk investors through and they could see the buzz and mm. they would write big checks. He was selling an image. He wasn't selling Smart. a sound business. You know what I mean? But it's like, man, when it's fool's gold like that, eventually it's the balloon's going to pop. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, but, but that's, that's the Silicon Valley Valley story too. I mean, right. you know, mm. a lot of, a lot of the model was fake it till you make it, or you look perception is reality and right. if venture capitalist, you know, see, you know, perceive you to, to be influential then, hey, they'll give you money. Because the other thing too is, I think it's a twofold thing, right? Like one is you know, people, you know, projecting a uh, an influence that they really don't have, right? Or making a product like the Yakuza documentary that looks awesome, yeah. costs a fortune, but there's no way it's ever going to achieve ROI because it, it, it costs so much to make, right? Like right. someone had to embed- In Japan, yeah, someone had spent to, like three weeks Someone there. had to embed with the Japanese mafia in, in Tokyo or whatever, like- <laughs> It costs a lot of money and, and getting half a million YouTube view, views isn't going to recoup that, right? But like, mm. so that that's one part of the problem. The other part of the problem is how venture capitalists weren't, you know, interested in, you know, five to 10% return. They were looking for unicorns mm. and willing to just take massive gambles to 100x their investment, right? And so they would give a lot of money to organizations that, hey, they'd got just as good a shot as the next guy of, of breaking out. Because, like I said, the model wasn't slow, gradual r return based mm -hmm. on profits. It was, you know, skyrocketing a value and try to 10x and cash out. And I think all that whole model, it, it was sort of a house built on sand, you know. A hundred percent. And that's what I'm saying. Like common sense says that was in that was due to implode and it's imploding all around us right now. I'm curious because I'm always a looking down the road type person. I'm curious what's going to happen. Is it just going to be yeah. the decentralization? And like you said, everybody on social media is their own influencer, their own, you know, publisher, essentially their own creator. And there is no more brands to look to. It's just more like, you know, accounts that we look to. I'm, I'm curious to see what the next era in media looks like. Um, but the old era is officially ending in 2023. Yeah. So I mean, where, did, where does everyone get their news from? Twitter? Like, Emily and I talk about this every day. It's like, yeah. Gen Z. Yeah, I get my news from Twitter, literally. Gen Z does not read articles. TikTok, you know, they, yeah. they watch, they'll yeah. watch it. They'll watch TikTok. And I am literally, I'm asking Emily, like, where do they find out what's happening in the world other than what's happening on TikTok? And it's like, well, mm. they largely don't know. Or they'll, they have like one news account that they might check in with once a yeah. week, you know, or something like that. I think like the that, issue but, with a lot of those um, accounts too, though, is, because I'll follow them and it's like if you're just getting it from an Instagram caption it's like okay that's four sentences like there is so much more to this story that's going mm. on and that's the part that yeah. makes me nervous is like I'm fine with social media being like a useful tool or like where people get information from but it has limitations like you can't do a full length feature story and stuff and it's like we need to still have places where you can have these like longer long form articles and stuff. And that's the place where I'm like, I don't know where those are going to go. Like for pop culture, like right. mm. where, where are people going to get that information from? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. What else? Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is just a really cool partnership that um, TD Jakes is forming with Wells Fargo um, for the next 10 years. Uh, they have committed up to a billion dollars to fund various projects that will further develop um, communities in need. 
Um, so there's a couple different cities like Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, um, and the partnership is just going to focus on providing financial education, revitalizing these neighborhoods, and creating mixed income housing opportunities for families in need. So TD Jakes oh. is like spearheading it and Wells Fargo mm-hmm. is funding it. A billion dollars yeah. over the next 10 years. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. I, That's incredible. I'm a fan of when, when faith leaders work with business and governmental leaders to make mm-hmm. systemic and sustainable change. Like it's not all up to the church. It's not all up to the government. It's not all up to business, but if we can come together and do something unique, I, that there's something really powerful in that. Rick Warren has that. He calls it the three-legged stool philosophy. Like when he's doing work in Rwanda and others, he's partnered with the local church, the local government business leaders Mm. to like work together to create systemic change. And that's what TD Jakes is doing with Wells Fargo. And that's awesome to see. Good for him. All right. That'll do it for Relevant Buzz. Make sure to follow along at relevantmagazine.com every day. We haven't shut down yet. Uh, We're covering the intersection (laughs) of faith and culture. Don't say yet. (laughs) Don't. I mean, we're 23 years old. We're 23 years old. I mean, come on. We're limping along, Emily. We're at the beginning of our lives. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. You're just entering prime earning years. (laughs) That's right. Our 20s. That's right. This is great. Let's do it. We're blowing up. Vice is gone. BuzzFeed is gone. We're going to pick up. Out the way. We're going to pick. Exactly. We're picking up the ashes. We're rebuilding something new. See you guys. The relevant Yakuza documentary is coming out. Guys, you got to check it out. It's going to be amazing. We're going to embed with some like. Yeah, I went undercover with the Japanese mafia. No, we're going to go undercover with the underground church or something. That's that's our lane. Anyway. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Arizona joins us. to the undercover dream lovers the song is scattered dreams these are real bands people i promise hey if you like this podcast but you might like it better if there were no ads you can do that head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for relevant plus for just a couple bucks a month you get this podcast ad free you get ad free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com including the full podcast and magazine archives our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Our guest today is Arizona. They're an indie pop band who are releasing their self-titled third album today. They've been in the magazine once or twice already. Uh, We sat down with them to hear how they've grown and changed over the past few years and what they're looking forward to with this next project. Here is our conversation with Arizona. What was that like creating this album? Like kind of as you've grown up and as you've, like you said, you've learned to let go of things and embrace new things. Um, This album's funny in the sense that a lot of the songs are like 
some of them were, we were kind of getting off the road and we were writing songs to drop an album like early 2020. Um, or like we were trying to finalize it around then and that's kind of when the world shut down and it opened up this, this um, opportunity for us to revisit a lot of songs that we loved but never really found a home for in our previous albums. Or maybe like um, a song that we loved certain parts of, but like couldn't really break through to to getting that feeling that it was finished. Because um, we do that a lot. We'll start a song, maybe it'll have a first verse, first chorus, and then we'll let it go for the day. Um, and then when we come back to it, it's like, oh, where was this supposed to go? <laughs> Or maybe I have an idea of where it's supposed to go, and then Zach has a different idea of where it's supposed to go. And that um, part of our process was definitely interesting this time around because we really gave each other space to like go down those tangents and then come back together um, in a way that I feel we haven't really in the past. Metaphors, you know, <laughs> but definitely have more time to explore stuff like that. And I think even if we didn't necessarily, if we weren't given the time by circumstance, I, I think we probably would have taken it anyway. I think it was a, a it was a, a about that time, so to speak, for us. You know, I think to try those things that that, that we well, I think knew we needed in some way, but you know, never really got the chance to explore because of how busy things were before COVID. So, you know, once once we had that opportunity to take some of that time, I think it was about saying, okay, well, we have some songs that are halfway done. Uh, we have some songs that we wrote locked inside over quarantine. And we have some now that the world's been kind of coming back, you know, taking some writing trips to LA, meeting up with old friends and writers. We, you know, we have a handful that are written there as well. Like, what do we do with these now that they're written, you know? Because you can produce songs in a million different ways and you can put together an album in a million different ways, but the whole process all over again, right? You know, it's like you sit down and write a song, you kind of start somewhere awkward and then land somewhere final. And I think that's the same thing with production. And when it comes to the way that we were doing it before code, it was like, we were just racing ourselves, you know? And that didn't produce any, any results. No, no, nobody gets ahead when you're racing yourself, really. So it's like, um, I think the, the slowing, slowing down, trying to figure out where that space came from you know the good process for us moving forward even though everybody's been a little weird about like work you know you guys have been gone so long you know there's no music blah blah whatever you know uh on social media it's like really funny to follow some people are like hello <laughs> you know what I mean? like, um, but funny enough it's like i think in taking this amount of time it secured more longevity for us in general because you know you need to learn stuff like that if you're gonna stick around for longer than one or two more well you mentioned that you know like this this album took you know a long time to make it um so i'm sure that came up like from different points in your life or different times in your life so if you could like is there a recurring theme or story with this album that connects all these songs together if i had to make a thread that we definitely weren't pulling while we were like we weren't consciously pulling at this when we were making the album 
But I think looking at the track list and thinking about the songs that are on there, I think there is a lot of like life and death existential type of theme happening. Um, and and because it's been a long time since we've been out and about and releasing music and touring um, in a lot of ways it it is I think a lot of people are asking like what's up with Arizona like are you guys still around what are you guys up to and um, you know the, the artwork is out and you can kind of see us holding these these gravestones and when we started Arizona um, we were kind of at the end of one chapter of our life our our previous career as you know creatives being contracted to work for other people and we thought you know that we would go and just get like other desk jobs because we were so burnt from kind of like doing pouring our heart and soul into things that weren't really ours and that we we didn't own um and so now it's kind of funny because i think for some folks, it's like they've been gone so long, they're they're basically gone to me. But we're like, no, we're not dead yet. Like we're picking up this gravestone and we're we're moving on to use this song to help. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> some nights we feel like dancing, some nights we feel like crying, some nights we feel like living, some nights we feel like dying, some nights we feel like staying. Well, I just wanted to ask Hannah if you sort of mentioned it, but what are you most looking forward to as you step into this, like these new releases and or this new release and like tour? Like, what's the thing you're most excited about? For me, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Touring, <laughs> touring, getting back on the road, playing shows, being in front of our fans, uh, meeting people, just hearing the stories, hearing the stories, yeah. seeing people react to these new songs live. That's like my least. I think I'm least excited about that because I just know. Yeah, but like so, like it's like you guys been gone for like a while, right? Like I'm just gonna just gonna be dealing with that, you know what I mean, so much, and it's gonna be so funny. It's um, <laughs> like I'm not that guy, dude. You know what I mean? But anyway, it's gonna be. And I do, I do think that like what lies ahead after just even this tour and just maybe this upcoming album, I think like more opportunities to play live. So we, are, I think, do actually have that comment where like more opportunities to play live more and in different places and in different ways and then also like not dropping an album and being like who's in four years like dropping it you know dropping this album and then but, but continuously like releasing things like maybe more covers or like maybe more just like singles that we have had lying around or demos like just really opening up the, the floodgates a little bit more, you know, and, and just having more constant stream of content and more constant connection with people after kind of not having so long. I think that's, that, that is exciting, you know, in, in our own way, I think each different focus of it, but yeah, just being, being back on the horse, so to speak, I think is, is just exciting enough for us who have been gone for so long. So. We'll be all right That was Arizona. Make sure to check out their new self-titled album. It is out today. Look at that. What timing. All right, stay tuned up next. It's your feedback.
listening to Quickly Quickly. The song is Falling Apart Without You. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. All right, it's time for your feedback. All right, last week, uh, if you remember a week ago, Derek Miner was playing the AI song that he made of one of his tracks being performed by Drake and Kanye. You remember that? It was crazy. It sounded exactly like Drake and Kanye performing a Derek Minor track. It was nuts. Uh, so we want. So we wanted to ask you guys for other song suggestions for Derek to make via AI. We're going to pick one on the show today based on your suggestions. And Derek has said that he will make it for next week's podcast. So um, here we go. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and told us your suggestions for weird covers that you want to see Derek make. Here's a couple of our favorites. This one... <laughs> uh, it, it, it the the listener suggested the song Adia by Sarah McLaughlin uh being covered by Boney Bear. Boney Bear covering any Sarah McLaughlin song, I feel like would work. <laughs> that that sort of somber falsetto. Like can't you see like mm-hmm. an SPCA like them trying to shill SPCA puppies while Boney Bear, you know, yeah. falsetto goes? That's a perfect match. I would say anything by Sarah McLaughlin, I would hear I would listen to Boney Bear's version. <laughs> So you're saying that the future, like 10 years from now, the PSAs with sad puppies is going to be Bon Iver music, not Sarah McLaughlin music. Oh, yeah. And, and guess what? People are going to be lining up to adopt those adopt those. Yeah, because everyone's used to the Sarah McLaughlin version. Like, we need a new right. sad We version. need a new generation of sad puppy music. Bon Iver. Yeah. I always thought Taylor Swift would do it, but, you know. She's too be peppy. She's too else. peppy. Hey. She did a she did a really emo version of uh sat uh what's that one song uh from like Earth Wind and Fire uh September, oh, September yeah she did the September so I mean I thought she could make sad music I thought it would work Ma- Marty did so you are I don't know if you realize that you're in the presence of greatness but the world's largest Taylor Swift fan is on this I podcast. know that is Emily. so kind she, of you Emily. to say listen. She Listen, mentioned it every single podcast. Every she said one thing about Taylor Swift. I knew every it. Time. I knew it was going to happen. So she has now been to four concerts on this current tour. Four. Whoa. Traveled to Whoa. Houston. On this current tour. Hold on. This current tour. Yeah. Traveled to Houston. Traveled to Dallas. Nashville this week. Did you see the footage from this Sunday Nashville? The rain? No. I mean, you know, this This like reminds me of uh, Freaks and Geeks when uh, at the end of the show, they're like, we're just going to follow the Grateful Dead. And then we're just going to see what happens with our Taylor lives. Swift like that's basically dead. what I'm yeah. hearing. But yeah, you're just going to see what happens when you connect with other fans there. Is that what you do? Like connect with yeah, other fans in different cities? I have met plenty or, of other fans. It's like a network. No, it's like a community. Like Listen, I know people who she, do that for like NF concerts. She went to, before the concert, a week before the concert, okay. uh, she went to by herself She prayed for the arena, walked around it eight times. A Taylor Swift (laughs) night at a bar, like a Taylor Swift karaoke trivia night at a bar. She went by herself, made friends with all these other Taylor Swift fans, and now they're texting each other. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. That's amazing. 
I mean, that's popular now. I mean, that's big in Miami. Kanye night, mm-hmm. Frank Ocean night, and then you meet your friends. Yeah, it you was know? like the <laughs> night before, like the weekend before she was in Nashville. There was like a ton of stuff going on. And again, I moved to Nashville a couple months ago by myself already. So I'm trying to make friends. And it's like, okay, yeah, I already know these people. We're going to have something in common. Like they're here for the same reason I want to be there. So it was great. Yeah, I did make some friends. I love it. I love there it. Should be a, there should be a dating app that bases on like playlist. Like, hey, you guys have similar music. Maybe that would man is going to be on the Taylor Swift playlist. Dude, she's not going to. Hey, a lot of well, men. Listen, she's got some bangers, man. I, she's on. She's Thank on you, my. Jesse. She's in heavy rotation on. Hey, on my I've seen playlist. footage of the crowds at these concerts, and I'm seeing some dads, and I'm seeing some very sad boyfriends. But it is 99 percent 12 to 24 year old women. I got to disagree. If someone if someone gave me Taylor Swift tickets, I'd definitely go. Like, I, dude, huh? I I I think. Look, man. You know, what's your favorite song? I need to know. I mean, of of recent. (laughs) Shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah. No, I mean. uh, The most commercial ladies. uh, Bejeweled's really good on on the latest album. I like. That's a good Obviously, anti hero. You know, but but Bejeweled has like that synthy sort of like, you know, because a lot of these are Jack Antonoff songs and I love Bleachers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about to say that, Jesse. You just read my mind right there. Bleachers is one of my favorite bands. You know, I've been following his music since he was, you know, doing Steel Train, like an indie rock band when I was in high school, right? Like he's he's always had like- Dan, the Steely Dan. (laughs) But like, but but I feel like, you know, and she's got that new song with The National that I really like. I don't, I guess that's not technically her song, but that new collaboration with The National But she's just doing that for the dads who have to take the daughters to the concert. She's like, here's a couple of songs for the dads. No, she's done a lot with the guys from the national. Cam, this is really murky waters. You keep throwing things in there and Emily's like, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second. She did that this because... daily, man. Daily right now. This I'm just saying, I'm coming to the away. defense of Emily and I'm going to say this too. Since I'm putting myself yeah. out here, it is what yeah, it is. You are. Okay? I don't need, I don't need the credibility. Okay? Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've done... I, I don't know how many artists I've, I've profiled and reviewed. My cred's there, okay? I can just say what I'm going to say. Say it. That new Joe Bro song, Waffle House, has straight, is straight in wings. They've gone straight yacht rock. Like, I don't know what happened to Joe Bros, but they, they're like, we are going to be Simon and Garfunkel, or not Simon and Garfunkel, um, um, <laughs> Hall and Oates. They, they have gone mm-hmm. full yacht rock Hall and Oates. And I got to say, I am here for it. Jesse, I could cry right now. This is the best thing you've ever said on this podcast. If, if the song Wings by uh, Joe Bros came on right now, or or Waffle <laughs> House came on, you would be like, you'd be like, D- dude, w- when when did when did we put in the smooth rock uh, uh, yacht rock station on? It, I don't know what what they're doing, but I'm here for it. It's 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 its own weird thing, and I'm they, you know I'm they not just announced it. they just announced their arena tour. You know, their comeback yep. arena tour. And literally last night on Instagram, I got an ad served to me that the Joe Bros sold out the arena Whoa. and they're having adding a second night in Orlando because of the demand. I'm just like, Amazing. there's that many Joe Bros fans still? This is insane to me. All right. Hey, I- I'm telling you, give those two new singles a spin. And if you're not like... I've it, heard them. It, I listen it makes to everything. You want, I heard them. It makes you want to buy a boat. Like it should come with like when you buy when you listen to, or buy a Joe Bros ascot. album, it comes with you, an ascot. And you the get packaging. an ascot like, and you get one of those floaty yeah. keychains that boat owners have in case you're boat, <laughs> yeah, because they're like this is the first step to boat ownership is buying this Joe Bros album because it's the only appropriate place to listen to it is blasting out of the speakers on like a ski boat. <laughs> yeah, I feel so case. validated right now. Like 
young Emily loved Jonas Brothers and Taylor Swift and saw the potential in them and no one else did. And now everyone's finally <laughs> seeing the potential and I'm thrilled about Emily, it. Emily, they were huge artists from day one. What do you mean nobody saw the potential in nobody, Jonas? They're on Disney Channel. Nobody yeah. above the age about? of like 18 saw the potential. <laughs> Okay, got it. Well, <laughs> Emily was there. The epic uh, Nashville show Sunday night that was in the rain that went till two thirty mm. in the morning. Emily was there, so she. Wow. Uh, oh wow! She's, yeah. Do you get good tickets, Emily? Are you getting good tickets, or you're just in the back? Like, where, um, where are you sitting? They're all right. I mean, so here's this is going to sound cliche. There really is. Like, She's only no paying bad, face value, though. I am paying face value. There's no bad place to sit. There's no bad place to sit because it's like if you're up close, great. You're up close to Taylor, but like there is something so cool about being farther back and like seeing this whole stadium full of like 70,000 people just like singing along and like she like her visuals are really cool like she really makes it to where wherever spot you have like you're not mad if that makes sense so I'm very happy with Mm. all my seats Uh, that's not true I've seen I've I've seen plenty of TikToks of people with their seven hundred dollar unobstructed behind the stage, behind the stage, yeah. and they're like, <laughs> okay. "This is my seven hundred dollar unobstructed view," and you're on the side of the stage and you can't see nothing except a screen. That's the thing. That they if put, you're, yeah. I'm not paying seven hundred dollars <laughs> for tickets. I'm, I'll be honest, I've paid like seventy five dollars for one of the tickets that I went to. You can get one on Groupon, right, Emily? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. no. That just, that's offensive. No, I'm I, sorry. Like the whole Ticketmaster thing when people were like, it wasn't working for them. Y'all are gonna make fun of me. I think God wanted me to go to these Taylor Swift tickets because it did work for me, and I did have to wait like eight hours, but I got all the tickets I wanted. <laughs> so you just gotta be. At work that day, she had a separate iPad <laughs> set up just for the tickets. It's like the sneaker app that was, we do, Cam. Yeah, so you know what it's a sneaker yeah. app. Yeah, y'all get it, and it was worth it. But she I had a great time. But she got like, I have no luck with the sneaker app, and she had four successes. She got four concerts. It's crazy. Wow. Anyway, all right. So, other songs. Any last one? Um, uh, Ike Gordon said, "Chris Tomlin singing Bonfire by Childish Gambino." I don't know if Chris Tomlin is allowed to sing certain know. words on that song. I don't know that we want him to do that. Bonfire, yeah, yeah. the rap song. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Ike Gordon wants Chris Tomlin to rap Childish Gambino. <laughs> I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Bonfire. I'm uncomfortable with Chris Tomlin rapping anything, much anything. less that song. Yeah. But maybe that's weird. why we need Derek to make it so we can hear it for ourselves. Yeah. Maybe that's when we should pick we'll never Chris hear Tomlin it. singing Bonfire by Childish Gambino. All right. Well, there's more where that came from. We'll, we'll talk to Derek. We'll let Derek. <laughs> oh, my God. The fourth. All the bars are so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be all beeps. The whole thing, the AI is just going to be yeah. beeps. All right. All right. Well, there's more that came from. Go check it out. We'll let Derek pick so we won't choose. All right. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Well. At the beginning of the show, uh, Marty was telling us that he and his family just moved to California. We were talking about the uniquely California things like they love and defend In-N-Out. You cannot disparage the name of In-N-Out. Um, and so we want to know for your area, wherever you live, what's your region's thing that you guys, it, maybe it's unique to your area. It's kind of weird that y'all love it so much, but you will defend this thing. This is ours. Don't talk bad about it. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and tell us your area's thing that you guys defend voraciously. It's so weird because like I live in Tennessee now, but I grew up in Texas my whole life. So there's a part of me that still wants to defend Whataburger to the day I die. Like <laughs> I miss Whataburger so much, but if it tried, if like one appeared in Nashville, I would be upset about it because I'm like, that's a, that's a Texas thing. It needs to stay there. 
my, my wife's from like the New York, New Jersey area, and they're all about Taylor ham. Have you guys had Taylor ham? What's that? Not Taylor no. ham. Oh, it's it's ham. All right, it's 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 ham. I know, that you, I know ham. one for you in Virginia Beach. Yes, that dumb spice that you were talking about. Oh, at Mexican restaurants. No, the the spice you put on like your shrimp and your crabs and junk. Like, oh, Old Bay. That? Oh, of course. Yeah, Old Bay. Like <laughs> they course. love Old Bay. <laughs> we put Old Bay yeah. on everything. Old Bay. I mean, it, there's not a brunch place around here that that you don't get that doesn't have like Old Bay omelets. Like, and I and I'm like I said, I'm actually pretty shocked that you guys, Marty. Do you have an awareness of Old Bay? I don't know what Old Bay is. What's that? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is Nobody else in Virginia Beach knows what Old Bay is. I know what it is. It's a season. It's sold at Kohl's. It's like in do, the men's <laughs> section at Kohl's. They do make Old, Old Bay, Bay t-shirts. They have apparel, but it's a seasoning, if you must Oh, it's know. a seasoning. And, okay, yeah. and it's frustrating to me that I even have to describe it, to be honest. You know, I will, I will say a, this. Like, we Latin people, for the most part, even Italian, my mom, she doesn't really have, she says the classic spices. She doesn't really have any, like, mixed spices. So it's like, directly it's going to be salt pepper oregano you know it's going to be those those it's never going to be like a mix like so i'm not yeah. i never grew up with stuff like that yeah yeah well, it's 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 your guys we never did crawfish and- i'm sorry jesse we didn't grow up with the crawfish boils and <laughs> i'm gonna send this little image around <laughs> i'm shocked that that's not that, just- did, that did not work whoa that did not yeah. work <laughs> that was like a virus. That image did not Why did you say Pornhub, Utah? I'm just kidding. You literally, you literally gave us a virus on our computers by sharing that. Good. That's what you get for disparaging Old Bay. I'm just going to send you to their Facebook page. I suggest you guys follow. There's a Facebook um, page for old. Is it like Old Bay memes? Huh? No. It is. It is the latest products, including sweet Old Bay T-shirts like this that I'm posting. I'm just telling you, it's a well-established brand, and how Jesse, dare you smirch it. I'm sorry. I'm on this link that you just sent. Do you see the nuts? It says Virginia Diner. And you think that this is something outside of Virginia. It's literally called Virginia Diner flavor. This is a Virginia thing. Look at the dead beans. Is that seasoned peanuts? Like you were shocked. That's what I'm saying. They were called Virginia Diner. Who are they? Supreme with this like collabs? (laughs) I would put Maryland. I would put, I, I believe it originates from Maryland. It's a fair point that it's regional. I'm just yeah. shocked that you were uh, shocked that I'd never heard of it. And I was like, and you, and this whole brand is about Virginia flavors. So anyway, all right. And yeah. Maryland. It's very popular in Baltimore. It's, uh, listen, it's the Goya colors. That's what throws me off. Mm. Listen, guys, <laughs> it you, is Goya. Here's the thing I'm going to have to find I'll, I'll sh- We need to sh- give this ship to all of you, the good people at Old Bay. Go ahead and ship it to the cast here. And here's the beauty of it, guys. You put Old Bay on anything, and it makes it better. Literally it's anything. A, it's, a, it's for cra- isn't it for like seafood? Right. That's primarily what it's it, for. It, like crab. But there's boils. an Old Bay, Old Bay it Bloody is. Mary they, mix. Is right they there. They have a hammer. They sell a oh, hammer. No they literally way. sell a hammer. Like a like L- a. Listen, for, listen. For, it, the, the old the Old Bay Bloody Mary is very popular. You know what the the big thing around town right now is Old Bay dry rub wings. Mm. Oh, it's huge. <laughs> the, every restaurant sells Old Bay. Dry where, rub where do you live, wings. Jesse? That you? It's huge. Where is it? Are you Virginia Beach? Oh, Virginia Virgi- Beach, Virginia. Oh, right. I can see that. You know, you guys are in your yeah. own world there. I get it. Black yeah, biker week. There's a lot of guys. things that happen down there that don't happen anywhere yeah, else in the world. I get it. Yeah, it's listen, guys. I'm I'm telling you, I'm about to open up a whole new world for you. Anything can taste like a, a fresh. <sighs> I hope it's good. I, I I'm literally ordering it on Amazon right now. I text my wife. Let's get this spicy. What's about throwing it on? Hey fruit. guys. Okay, here's a here's a pro tip too. L- let's say you know nothing in the pantry. You put in you you boil some ramen, put enough Old Bay in there. It's gonna taste really? awesome. Just trust me. Uh, you can put it on anything, guys. You put it on people put it on their eggs okay. in the morning. 
uh, you know, we're getting into dangerous territory here. Do you work for this company? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You work, Jesse. Do you have stock in this company? We're all buying yeah. it right now. You just sold five <laughs> spice racks. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like it's, use my influencer code. He's an influencer, yeah, yeah. exactly. Use my influencer code. Anybody right now buy buy this spice. Use influencer code Jesse from Relevant. Look, you get ten percent off your next order. Thank you. Look, uh, oh, listen. I'm not. I'm not a, a stock. I'm not you know Warren Buffett here. I'm not some stock market pro, you know prognosticator. But I think by the end of the year, uh, Old Bay is going to be a Tesla. Ooh, so whoa. just buckle up, everyone. <laughs> whoa. Hey, whoa, I, I will the say they're, they're Supreme esque. They're Supreme esque uh, merch shop. Collabs, is actually right? pretty cool. So, yeah. I nice. have a pair. I Real talk, I have a pair of Old Bay socks. My kids got them for me. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I wear them, Did people you are like, dang. to get it for you? You know what, you know what people say when, when I wear those socks around town? You must like Old Bay. Man, I'm getting making me hungry. He knows what he's making doing. That's what they say. <laughs> Taste it already. People love Old Bay. That's what I'm saying. They are willing to wear it on like People. as apparel. It, unironically. This is People in Jesse's cul-de-sac love Old Bay. And why? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, guys. Why are socks like this, which I'm putting in this chat, available widely if people don't love this stuff? I mean, I own the that pair of socks. This is <laughs> There's a whole world. You know what There's it a feels whole like? Day world. You know what it feels like? I'm looking. They sell popcorn. They sell stuff. You know what this feels like? You guys ever been to TJ Maxx? You're about to walk yeah, and absolutely. pay. But there's a bunch of like food that randomly TJ Maxx has. Like I feel like I would find Old Bay there. Old Bay. Because they have uh-huh. popcorn. They have like Old Bay chocolate. It's really odd. We, it's like a whole Old culture. Bay, let, let, me, let me correct you there, Mario. Old Bay is not a novelty. Old Bay <laughs> deserves premium placement. It's a way of world's they finest have, they grocery They've heard they Old Bay chips. They have... Uh, Old Bay popcorn. I'm looking at it right mm-hmm. now. They've Old Bay cheese curls. I mean, like wow. that's something that I feel like I'd find at Marshalls. Look, I just, look, you, know, you can't a, find it anywhere else. Guys, here's a T-shirt. Okay, and and, and look where they're selling this. Right. This is off Walmart.com, Whoa. and the T-shirt says, "I put Old Bay on my Old Bay." Wow, people love Old Bay. Okay, a Wal- Walmart.com sells a shirt that says, "I put Old Bay on my Old Bay." It's a perfect <laughs> shirt. People there love it, guys. Cameron, next time, next time you and I are together, because out of everyone here, I'll see you. I'm gonna, I'm bringing Old Bay to Montana, and we're gonna, I'm gonna put it on uh, uh, some of your cuisine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock everybody's world out there. I'm gonna bring, can't, I'm gonna bring enough, guys. <laughs> guys, look at this Old Bay bundle, real quick. We spent a lot of time on Old Bay, and and I think this is the content people are coming for. Here's an Old Bay bu- bundle, <laughs> a bundle. You'll note, you'll notice it has two oven mitts, one for both hands. Uh. Uh, I, the cutting well, board's yeah, it's nice. It's for the crab pot. You got to have two hands yep. for the crab wow. pot. And, a, and yeah. a wooden, I love the apron. A wooden like cutting board. That's right. You well, know, that's for is, smashing the crabs oh. on. Cameron, I'm bringing it to Montana, and it's gonna it, it's gonna blow your mind. You, you're you're gonna you're gonna order this bundle right away. Look, guys, they 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 have old base sunflower seeds. Okay, you convinced us, Jesse. For, you win. You win this one. I mean, we believe you. I believe. I can't believe your, it's what's, this. What's your affiliate code? Yeah. What's your affiliate code? <laughs> Drop it real quick. <laughs> Just Virginia Beach, man. Seven five seven. Just let's let's just That's represent incredible. the area wow. and put Old Bay on. on well, one of the searches they they literally have like a default Google search that is Old Bay merch. Look at this jacket. <laughs> There's a here, look, guys. This is an old Old Bay cycling jacket. <laughs> I don't know who's. Oh my gosh! Who would wear that? There's a shirt that says, yes. "You had me at Old Bay." <laughs> 
There's there's I there's Old Bay cycling spandex shorts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there, there, there's Old Bay apparel for every occasion. Is what is is the moral of the story here? Well, the the Christian conservatives would come after Old Bay for the uh, the lustful spandex shorts that Ugh. they're shilling. It's a, listen, and it's, a spicy, men it's a spicy, spicy brand, spicy brand. <laughs> so we want to know the thing from your region oh, that geez. you guys will die on a hill for. Uh, hit us up on Twitter <laughs> at Relevant Podcasts, and we'll read our favorites next week. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to once again thanks Arizona for joining us. Don't miss their new album. It's self-titled and it is out right now. Just came out today. Check it out. Before we wrap it up, um, I want to make sure that you have checked out the spring issue of Relevant. The digital magazine is free. All you have to do is go to relevantmagazine.com and click on the magazine tab and it's all right there. If you want an ad-free, beautifully designed, enhanced experience, join Relevant Plus and you get not only our enhanced issue, but you get this podcast ad-free and ad-free reading experience at relevantmagazine.com, an exclusive subscriber podcast, and more. Plans start as low as $250 a month. You can find out all the info by clicking the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Marty, just for this episode. And we will see you on Tuesday. Marty's going to join us again on Tuesday. So uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. I'm not criticizing anyone from California. I'm just saying you guys need to lighten up about In-N-Out. That's all. Relevant Podcast Network.